daughter on Twitter, and I'm joined by Maria, who goes by at underscore Roxy underscore on Twitter. Hi. <laughs> and we're here to discuss episode five of uh, season two of Underground, which is called Whiteface. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of this episode, Maria? That was a good episode. That was a good episode. Yeah, um, I think um, it did a lot to move a lot of people to different places um, for the rest of the season. Um, And um, got a few jokes in there. And, uh, um, you know, know, as always, I've got questions. So... (laughs) We'll see how um, what happens as we go through the recap. Yeah, definitely moved the story along, and for everybody's storyline, everybody, yeah, move some characters along as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do start this episode at Powell's Playhouse, and of course, that's Cato's chosen last name. And um, he has decided he's going to put on this show. Uh, It's called Powell's Players Minstrel Show. It's sold out, right? This crowd (laughs) of rich white folks came to see this good minstrel show. And uh, boy, they're kind of, they're a little shocked when it begins because uh, this guy, this black man comes out in white face instead of a white man in black face as would be customary. So he comes out, he shocks the audience a little bit, but he starts acting stereotypically in a way that they expect, and they're laughing and clapping and warmed up. And then, uh, you know, he makes this, he sees this lamb, and he starts misquoting the Bible, saying, uh, it's just, it says that he should lay down with the lamb, because the lamb looks really attractive. So he's going to go and have sex with the lamb, and it's really, really funny. Right. Um, and then the second act comes out and uh, there's more black people in white face and it's three, it's three people. It's a couple, a man and a woman and another man holding this large glass of milk. And he looks down into the audience and he says, it looks like I'm looking in the mirror. And the guy he says it to gets visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the audience is kind of on edge. Yeah. They're not and, laughing anymore. Yeah. He says, he starts talking about the founder of Philadelphia, William Penn, talking about uh, Philly is a city of brotherly love, and he taps the other guy's ass with his hand, and that William Penn had to bend over three rivers, and he was an explorer of all kinds of holes, and how do you think the Liberty Bell got a crack in it? Uh, and then, that's when people said, fuck this shit, I'm out. They got up and left and booed him. And all that stuff. And as they're leaving and booing, you start hearing this laughter. And the camera rises up to uh, 
some of the seats up top and you see Kato just laughing his ass off. Because <laughs> they were totally it's... cool with the black guy gonna have sex with a lamb, but the minute you start making fun of William Penn, maybe he like men, oh, it's over. That's so wild. And the first guy, didn't he look a little bit like, um, didn't he, wasn't he dressed a little bit like Colonel Sanders? Not that I could tell, other than his really? being white. Okay. But it's interesting you bring up Colonel Sanders because I had an observation about Colonel Sanders as well. Go <laughs> ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, from that scene, uh, we go to Elizabeth, uh, who is uh, very annoying this episode. Like, And I do wonder, Elizabeth, if she's growing as a character. I don't know. It feels like one step forward, two steps back with her. Um, maybe mm. that's the point. Um, so she's writing to Still uh, about her feelings about, uh, you know, how they should go about fighting for freedom for enslaved people. And she's saying how she feels really attracted to John Brown's, you know, John Brown's men, their methods of, you know, violence. You know, she feels like it was, it's a good place to pour her anger since John's death. Which I'm kind of like, mm, but also I understand. I mean, he was her husband. Yeah. Um, and so while she's writing this letter, uh, lawmen, I'm not going to say police because they ain't police, uh, <laughs> break into the house looking for Georgia. And Rosalie and others who may be hiding in the safe house. And at first they refuse to say anything, but Georgia eventually gives herself up. Uh, but before she lets them take her, she tells Elizabeth to go to her desk uh, to find some papers or something. And so she does so, and she finds Elizabeth's uh, freedom papers. Oh, and also one thing, um, the uh, the lawmen um, grab Elizabeth by accident because they say she fits the description. Okay. So that's... I think I managed to look away both times I watched the episode at that moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's so. That's a little hint of um, yeah. What 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 we find out later, um, or what you just said. Um, so yeah, Georgia. Uh, I mean, Elizabeth find George finds Georgia's uh, freedom papers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we move on to Ernestine, who is uh, being shamed like Clara was the other week. Uh, by the rest of the people on the plantation you know they're asking her about you know her trying to kill herself and the the drugs that she's taking they call devil's blood and you know how they brought her back to life and you know she needs to she tells them what happened you know they can embrace her or whatever and she's not down with it she doesn't want any of this shaming bullshit she rejects their concept of family she tells them uh she knows that half of them are on devil's blood too, so they don't need to be over here shaming her. And you can <laughs> see the faces in the crowd like, oh, oh, God, she knows. <laughs> and she, you know, she tells them, this is about shaming others so they don't do what you don't want them to. Mm-hmm. And she gets up and leaves. They can shame somebody else. She don't care if she's out of there. Because Ernestine's whole life has been about control, trying to find some kind of control over herself and her family, um, trying to find some sort of agency. Mm-hmm. So she knows she sees the game. Right. 
And so this happening, this, this inspires Clara and she comes up to her and she is admiring for her for speaking and saying that she says, all they want for you is to smile pretty, be innocent. I don't care what you've done as long as everything look okay. Mm-hmm. And she tells her that sometimes she thinks of hurting herself like cutting her face just to show everyone how she feels on the inside. And it's just like, man, the trauma we are forced to swallow and how it poisons us, man. Ooh. Ooh. And, um, yeah, and Ernestine says something like, um, no, that's the, that's the worst way, um, to get control, um, by destroying yourself, Mm -hmm. um, before they get a chance to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, Clara has the same desire for control and she, she says, you know, she heard about Ernestine, how she was, you know, with the master and that's why. Um, the mistress sold her away and she wants Ernestine to teach her how to be the master's mistress too, because she wants power over her life and those who hurt her specifically Hicks, mm-hmm. who I have named Fuckboy Hicks. Yep. That's his name. That's what he is. Right. We'll get to that as well. <laughs> so we go back to Powell's and uh, it looks like we're, hanging out before another one of his shows. Apparently what, what he, what Cato does is like buy out a bunch of suites in the hotel for a bunch of visiting people from out of state, gets them a really, really nice dinner and then brings them to his white face show so he can laugh at them. (laughs) He's good. Really good. He's petty and he should be. This is big stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Kato ain't shit, but this is funny. Uh, I can't be mad at him at all. Like, I'm not sure if I had a bunch of money, I wouldn't do the same thing. Yeah. So, he's talking with his uh, English friend, Francis. And Francis is kind of kind of scared, and I don't really blame him. And he says, uh, you know, because Kato's being pretty public with his ridiculing these rich white folks. Mm-hmm. Um... And so he he says to Cato, you're poking the bear. And Cato says, I'm putting the bear down. And Francis is like, okay. (laughs) He he just wants him to be a little less provocative considering, you know, their location. And he says, I feel like I'm watching a man tie his own goddamn noose. And I haven't been in America long enough to want to watch you hang. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Francis keeps on bringing back, bringing up Debbie. Yeah, which, you know. by the way, I didn't realize her name was Devi. I thought it was Debbie. No. Uh, <laughs> D-E-V-I. Yeah, so I yeah. turned on the captions for this episode. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I They be that. helping. Yeah, they, yeah. Do. Well, they really do. <laughs> um, but I can't be mad at Francis. I understand his uh, desire for caution. You know. Um, Francis is a better white friend than Elizabeth. So, Woo! That that is a word. Thank you. That is so true. So we go uh, and, back. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Speaking of Elizabeth, <laughs> so we go back to the safe house, and Georgia is coming uh, back from the jail or whatever they took her to, and uh, says, "You know, we need to move the cargo, and that the arrest was due to a family matter that she doesn't want to share." Um. And you might think this is odd because it seems like they are best buddies, Georgia and Elizabeth. 
Uh, but then Elizabeth opens her big mouth and shouts out Georgia's secret of passing for anyone on the street to hear. Oh, she says, I Jesus. found your papers. I know you're passing. On the street? What is wrong with you? She don't be thinking. She she be thinking like a white woman. Right. And George is supposed to trust you now? You just shouted my big secret on the street and you want me to tell you stuff about me. No. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know she was picture passing. Yes. That's I, exactly what I wrote. I was like, I had no idea Georgia was supposed to be passing. But I mean, I guess. Sure. Okay. She's tanner than. She's so much tanner than um, Elizabeth. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, but I guess this is just because I know that. Um, just Jessica Nicole is mixed, so. Well, I mean, you know, we can say this, but then also, you know, we have uh, what's her name? We think she's a black woman. Oh, don't say mm-mm, no, no. We have her. She, she who shall not be named. Right. On we this. have her, and a lot of people fell for that. That was bronzer. I this know. is actual we melanin. Know, we know it was bronzer. And we both know <laughs> that Georgia is not white. Right? So we see it. We see it. But some folks weren't seeing it. It's my point. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's Ooh. probably the same folks. <laughs> oh, gosh. Speaking so, of. I know. Patty. Isn't that her name? Patty Hunter. Patty Cannon. Mm-hmm. Patty Cannon. That's right. So she finds Pullman, played by Chris Maloney, in prison. And I think he's been making some kind of cider or alcohol. Um, some kind what of prison nasty. wine. Yeah, some kind of mash. Mm. Something. And so he's been drinking as much as possible. Um, she tells him that all he has to do to get his freedom back is to take Rosalie. And then she drinks the rest of his mash. Because she ain't shit. I mean, I know she's trying to do a power display, but I'm pretty sure that shit had to taste awful. Like, come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, well, and at least I get one of my questions answered in the next scene. Yeah. With oh, Rosalie and Elizabeth. What's your question? Oh. Well, I, I wasn't sure if Elizabeth knew that Rosalie was pregnant. Ah, right. Before she came back from this trip. Right. Because we haven't really been told like how much time is passing. So it's kind of hard to know. Um, but they do discuss it in this scene. Um, Rosalie, or not Rosalie, but Elizabeth and everyone in the house didn't know that Rosalie was pregnant when she left. And neither did Rosalie. She didn't find out that she was pregnant uh, until she was uh, she was still working with uh, Harriet. Um, but anyway, she... She wants, Rosalie wants to go back and get her family uh, for herself and for the baby because she feels like she's alone. And Elizabeth tells her that she is not alone, but that if she loses the baby, uh, stealing them back, she will be alone. And I'm just like, I'm still feeling like Elizabeth is going to take this baby. <laughs> Listen. Like I, I know it's probably like not going to actually happen, but I'm like, I feel like you really want this child for yourself. She's going to try something. She said, if you kill this baby trying to get the rest of your family back, you will be. I'm like, these are the worst things to say. 
This, she is so out of touch. She does not understand. Oh my God. Don't get me started on Elizabeth Hawks. She lost me again. And she may never get me back after this exchange. Something big. Uh, she so I mean, doesn't she get it because it's like also in this episode, like when the lawman came through the house, she did put herself in their way, right? So she's like using what she has to try and help them, but then she does things like this, like the, just the fact that she says that shows that Rosalie is alone. The fact that Rosalie expressed how she felt and that she felt alone, right. That she's should've... like, you're not alone, but you will be alone if you kill this baby. Um, that feels like love? What? <laughs> she's not, yeah, she's not listening. She's not listening when Rosalie says, I need my family. Mm. Not for me, but for also for the baby. And you would think someone who just lost her husband would understand. She doesn't understand shit. She <laughs> is still lost in her own pain. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm. sorry so, okay no it's understandable uh so we're back with ernestine and clara and ernestine is you know clara is worried that you know she's dark skinned so they won't like her uh the young master I, they didn't name him in this episode i forget what his name is i think um, it might be matthew i'm not sure matthew or tom i don't know One, well, yeah whatever. tom tad uh, chad i don't know um brad <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, I just was, th- you know, those names are so hard. Um, <laughs> so she tells her, you know, she's like, "How do you think I got here? That won't be a problem." And uh, she tells her, you know, she's beautiful enough to get anybody in her bed, but that she has to keep their interest. And she says, "Men like to show you things they think no one else has shown you, or that you haven't seen before." And so uh, Clara just says, oh, so I'll just, you know, agree with everything he says. And she's like, no, no, you have to find some kind of truth in the lie. You have to put a little bit of yourself in there. And and I'm like, Mama's, Mama Ernestine already understands mansplaining mm-hmm. way back in the 1800s. Okay. <laughs> let them mansplain. They really like to do that. Even if you know a thing, <laughs> just let them talk. Oh, God. They're very fragile creatures. Truly. And she's still going through withdrawal symptoms. Like she gets nauseous yeah. like every other sentence. So yeah. what is this devil's blood, man? I should look it up. Mm. So we go back to Pullman and Patty and he's being shaved uh out in a field. And I, I kept wondering, like, he's being shaved in front of a mirror, but he's being shaved by somebody else. And so I kept wondering, like, why do they have a mirror there? <laughs> but it's just for this scene. Uh, yeah, so, I guess so. Yeah, Pullman is being shaved, and uh, the reporter Donahue was talking to him and saying that he tried to research him, couldn't find much, but that he researched his father, and he found his father was dishonorably discharged from the army. And he's asking, you know, Pullman some questions. Pullman's not really answering him. And he also brings up his son. But before Pullman can say anything, Patty comes out and she starts shaving him. And she's like talking to him about, you know, getting Rosalie and everything. And and she's going to turn him loose on Rosalie. She says, if I'm going to 
cast a dog loose there <laughs> to where we're going. I'm going to want a dog that can bite. And she says, you can still bite, can't you? And then cuts him. This is the kind of stuff that's going to get Patty killed. Really, I'm serious. She also realizes that, you know, he's an alcoholic. So she's trying to keep him away from the bottle, whatever, just for a minute. Just like carrot on a string, basically. And she she walks away and then uh, Donahue offers to write a letter to Pullman's son. Uh, but Pullman doesn't answer. Instead, he picks up the bottle that Patty was talking about and takes a big gulp. Mm-hmm. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe he's looking in that mirror. Remember that earlier scene with the minstrel, where he's like, where he says it's like looking in a mirror. Maybe they're trying to call back to that. I don't know. But oh, back to Elizabeth. Yes, back in the safe house. Lucas and the ladies are gonna move out the cargo, and so they're deciding which ways to go: east, west, north, south you know, to make sure they're not caught. And so Elizabeth and Georgia are talking and uh, Georgia is surprised that Elizabeth hasn't told them about her passing, which, you know what? Me too, because Elizabeth ain't shit. <laughs> she told everybody in the street. Right, Maybe you told she everybody in the street. She didn't want <laughs> to say, tell it to anybody in the house. Right. I don't know what her logic is. Mm. So Elizabeth says more stupid stuff. Uh, she tells she she uh, upbraids Georgia, saying for for trying the passing. She says, "It's reckless. You're risking their lives to keep your secret. It might make things easier on you, but it's not fair to them." Oh, she says so much shit without thinking, girl. And Georgia says, "Is that what you think? Would I do this because it's easy?" And Elizabeth responds. I don't know what you think. You won't talk to me. That I can't imagine why she doesn't want to talk to you, Elizabeth. I just because you don't fucking listen. You don't fucking listen. And oh you my god! Say anything out loud, wherever, where anybody can hear it. Are you supposed to be in a secret organization? Lord, Lord, Lord. Oh God. Um, her feelings are hurt because Georgia won't confide in her. Well, you did just tell everyone on the street that she's black. <laughs> I mean, because immediately after she does that, one of the lawmen say, hey, nigger, we're watching mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Elizabeth. I mean, I don't know if he knew before, but he definitely knows now. But you're mad because I don't want to tell you everything. Oh, my God. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh. So Georgia, very kindly. Very kindly. The most polite read. Just gentle and sweet. (laughs) She kindly illustrates for Elizabeth how she's had to create entire fake family in her head to pass. You know, different questions about her mother that she doesn't have. The mother that she doesn't have, like what Sonata she likes and what her favorite color is and all that kind of thing. And and when she closes her eyes, she can't remember her real mother. She's afraid she's going to not be able to remember her real mother. That this this um, false narrative of, of herself is pushing her true past away from her and how that scares her. And how these men that are working with her knew from the minute they decided to do this that it would be dangerous. But how she has always had a target on her back anyway. 
And remember, the, and for the last few weeks, she's been trying her best to comfort and be there for Elizabeth. And this is how Elizabeth repays her. Right. Fuck and, Elizabeth. And has kept Elizabeth from killing people twice. Oh, God. She saved her life from getting pelted with rocks in the in the other episode. She, oh, she's God. She's ready with a gun, ready to shoot somebody. She's yeah. She's always ready to get into it. She hears that that ringing in her ears, and she's ready to go. It's go time. Oh God! So, and then in the next scene, we get something we wanted for a little while. Uh, Noah and Rosalie reunite. Ah, oh, so beautiful. They reunite over, and this the music actually worked for me pretty well here. Falsetto, some Smith R&B, and it's actually this song called Take Me Inside by this British artist called Sampa, or is it Sampa? I'm not sure. Sampa. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Um, it's beautiful, and they're just, they don't say anything. It's just all in their face and in their eyes, and it's pretty great. And this, like, gentle touching, like, it, like, you know, it's almost like they hadn't seen each other before and they're like trying to figure out, like, is this real? Right. I'm actually able to touch you now? Right, right. Oh, God, so sweet. sweet. <laughs> I cried. Um, it was really sweet. Oh. And then we go back to, to Kato, who's holding a fundraiser at his mansion. And he's telling the story of how he was burned on, he got the burn on his face. And basically his master burned his face because his master lost a bet. So either he's lying here or he's lying. He was lying in season one when he said he got those burns because he kept trying to run away. Mm -hmm. And they kept burning R's into his face. Branding R's for runaway. I feel like it's going to be a thing like the Joker. And Batman Begins, how he kept oh yeah, lying about how he got his scars. I feel like he's he's telling this this white lie to put the white folks at ease, so they'll give more money. No, not at ease to make him feel guilty. If if he wanted to make him feel guilty, he would tell the old story. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like laugh somehow when he tells him this horrific story. Yeah, and he's a masterful storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he talks about the planters and and uh, the masters, and he talks about how they're slaves to capitalism. He says they aren't as cruel as they are greedy, and that the the money is their the, the resistance, the money for the the cause, as they call it, uh, is their weapon. That, you know, raising money is how we hurt them, referring to the enslavers. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep. <clears throat> yep. Got a point. Next time you want to talk about somebody burning down CVS. Ooh! <laughs> oh, that is, that is true. You try to protest for black liberation and people are always more concerned about property property damage <sighs> really somebody died mm-hmm. you all want to be elizabeth huh 
Oh, but back to the good stuff. Rosalie and Noah. Yes. So Rosalie explains how she and Harriet made runs with Rosalie asking, uh, acting as Harriet's master uh, on trains going north to Canada and stuff and how everybody bought it. Harriet told her to act like she owned the world. She did and it worked. And um, she wore white powder on her face. So she yeah. was another character in this episode that wore white face. Mm-hmm. And passing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and she tells Noah, she's like, you know, I've got to tell you something. She gets really serious, you know. So I, I have something to tell you. And he's like, what? What is it? She, she tells him that she wants to get her family back from Macon. Which I'm like, damn, girl. Also, like, how does he not know that she's pregnant by now? Like, have they not hugged? She... She's staying in that bed with all them covers around her. I don't know. He ain't cuddled. I don't know. I don't. Girl, I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. You haven't seen Maybe. each other in so long. You've been scared of you know if the other was alive or not. You just touch your each other's face and that's it. Well, she's been. She's hurt. I know she's and hurt. No she does, got a no one... He could like cuddle her. He could spoon her. Like, come on. I don't. Maybe he's scared. Maybe he's scared. He doesn't know the extent of the injuries. I don't know. Boo! I don't buy it. Me either. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she's saying she wants to go. She's bought some uh, train tickets. Uh, she wants him to act as her slave because I mean, you'd be believable. Colorism is a thing, and um. <sighs> She wants to get her family from making over Christmas, which is a pretty smart plan, but Noah is hesitant. You know, after all the things he went through with Cato about plans not working out, and he really doesn't want to go back there. He want, he enjoys his freedom. You know, Cato, Cato pretty much made him free. Uh, so he's not trying to go back. Right. Um, but after that, we go back to Ernestine and Clara. And Clara has made this bread pudding her mother uh, had taught her how to make. And Ernestine's never heard of it, um, which is kind of surprising to me. Uh, but uh, so they take they take the uh, the bear pudding to young master Tom, Brad, Chad, Tad, and um, <laughs> Ernestine thanks him for not punishing her after that whole episode where she was singing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Clara hands over the bread pudding. He takes it and there's some horses and uh, Clara doesn't like horses. And he's telling her all about his horse and how she's a war horse. And he's very into Clara uh, the whole time, which I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and it, he's him. Um, <laughs> you know, Claire, Clara's there to get the power. Get some kind of control over her life. Like, I can't say that I'm lamer. Um, so after that, uh, Ernestine tells Clara to, you know, we got to go. And, and Clara's like, well, well, did we do something wrong? She's like, no, you got to leave him wanting more. You know, she says, you come back for the basket after he's had his evening whiskey. And then you can stay a little longer. Mm-hmm. Ernestine knows the game. Okay. Yes. She is, she's given, she is telling the game. Mm-hmm. 
So, so we go back to the safe house uh, with Noah and Elizabeth. Uh, they're talking, and Elizabeth uh, Noah is talking about how he's missed Rosalie, how he thinks she's amazing, freeing all these people. And you know, they Elizabeth's like, oh, so she tells you about her plan to get her family. And he doesn't really want to do it. He doesn't want to go back there. He's scared. You know, can't blame him. But Elizabeth is like, oh, great. He doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, if you don't go, she can't go. She won't go without you. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you just need to tell her that you don't want to go. And then she won't go. Because Elizabeth <laughs> is going to steal this baby. <laughs> Girl, the more you say it, the more I believe you. <laughs> she is so... Mm. Oh, she is gonna yeah. be like it's mine because it was part of John and John was my husband. <laughs> and you're not yes. free anyway. Baby is mine. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh my god, what if she actually reported what if she actually reported them while they're on while they're on the run back to Georgia? Well no, she has to get the baby first. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's true. And that's how is how is Noah not gonna find out when they're on the road? I don't know how he doesn't know already. It doesn't make any sense. She's she's got to be at least four, four maybe five months pregnant by now. She is over five months pregnant by now. I mean, she was quite showing in the woods, and she's always <sighs> a little woman, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and but her face is. Right. And she's and Journey was pregnant in real life while she was taping filming. Yeah. It. So you can mm-hmm. see in her face. <sighs> like no, um, you, got, you got a little suspicious, bruh. She looks way different. <laughs> Noah just happy to be here. Noah <laughs> just happy to be here. He's going along with the plan. He just happy. <laughs> So we go back to Cato's place at his uh, fundraising event. And what is this singer's name? John Legend. Legend. I'm bad with names. <laughs> uh, we have well, John Legend as Frederick Douglass giving me all kinds of light skinned Colonel Sanders teas. I just want to say, as an actor, John Legend is a great singer. And um I wish I hadn't <laughs> I wish I wish I hadn't seen like the memes of him as Frederick Douglass before this episode aired. Oh, because there were memes? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um yeah. But um yeah, so um I wish I wouldn't have seen them. Um then I would have been able now. to take this more. Yeah, I would have been able to take this more seriously. But because um, even in the preview of it, I was like, mm, I don't know. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> Gorgeous gowns. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So, Lyskin Colonel Sanders is still and uh, Kate are all talking about the state of things. And they talk about uh, their own escapes and they talk about possible war. And still says, I think emancipation is on the horizon. And Kate replies, There's a thing about the horizon. 
because he says he's worked on it, you know, for years. He says, you can't ever get to it, can you? So <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I'm like, have we ever really come to the horizon or today even, you know? Um, yeah. So then we go back to Patty and Pullman who show, well, actually we're still at Kato's house, but Patty and Pullman show up and they're all dressed yeah. very fancy as, as, as though they're attendees to his fundraiser. They're really crashing, but the, yeah, but right before Cato sees, um, Patty in August, uh, Frederick Douglass says to, um, whoever was standing beside Cato that still. we need to put, oh, still, oh, still, sorry. We need to put him in a room with Harriet. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's going to be a couple of, um, comments, um, you know, foreshadowing next week's episode. Yeah. So, and, um, so yeah, uh, Patty and August show up to Kato's fundraiser, uh, which is also interesting because they were also discussing, like, I think we're a little too free with our, you know, organization and our details on things and who knows what, which, I mean, if Patty and Pullman show up, you got a leak. So, yes. Um, so I'm not really sure why they don't like raise a stink right there and just like kill them or poison them or something. Um, or at least kick them out of the party. Right. They confront each other and, and, uh, Patty says they're, they're not there to fight. Um, and, uh, they go out to the garden to wait to discuss what it is they're there to discuss. And, uh, one of, uh, Cato's white servants comes up and tells him that uh, his friend Francis is coming in on a boat from London with a surprise. And so it's got to be Debbie. So then Cato's like, okay, well, I'll tell you when to leave because he doesn't want them there when she gets there. And so he calls it an early night. As soon as he gets like an inkling that Debbie might come back, he's like, pack it up, pack it up, everybody get out. You ain't got to go home. You got to get the hell up out of here. (laughs) We go back to uh, Ernestine, who's being serenaded by Fuckboy Hicks while she's bathing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's singing Be With Me, which is a spiritual, actually, but they kind of use it here as a romantic tune. And so this scene is layered over a scene with uh, Clara and young master Chad, Tom, Braddy. Um... (laughs) Uh, on the shore of the beach so he's he's fallen for her uh he's taking her her bait um so it's quick yeah yeah i mean come on um <laughs> so hicks hicks tries to apologize to ernestine and get her back and he says that he loves her and he promises never to hit her of course and mm-hmm. she says he doesn't, she says, you know, that he doesn't know the real her and he doesn't even really know himself. Uh, she says, we're just repeating the story that they wrote for us. You get a head out in the fields and that shame comes back and you hit me and I let you because I got so much shame of, of my own for things I've done to survive that I think I deserve it. Ooh, Ernestine, come through with these words. With the truth. Ah. Oh goodness she says we're over 
And uh, Hicks blames it on Clara, talking about Clara poison Ernestine against her because I guess Ernestine is that weak-minded and everybody's out to get you, Hicks. Whatever. Right. (laughs) And of course, his tune changes and he's like, after all I've done for you, you know, he tells her she's just like one of those blue bottles up there. You're empty and tossed out. You know. All the good inside you've been used up. Right. All All of a sudden. But he loves her, right? But he loves her. Yeah, the minute she says she's done, he's like, oh, you ain't special. Right. Man. So Ernestine says she's done with him. She's done with the big house. She's done with the opiates. And Hicks drops a bottle of that devil's blood in her lap. And she, you can see her starting to shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, we head back with uh, Lucas and Elizabeth, who are now on the road in the woods. And Elizabeth says the first and only smart thing she's done on episode. Which is, uh, you know, let's keep going. Let's not stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that why, was would a... you, why would you stop in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night? At night. Dark. Dark night. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, this is the same thing my mother and I asked. We were watching, like, why would you stop now? You're not even, like, near a town. You're in the woods. Do you know where you are? That's so, so not smart. Yeah. And they are promptly jumped by men wearing bags over their heads. Uh, these The men tie them to trees and they threaten them. And they, they tell Elizabeth that they're going to brand her and mark her. And she just yells at them to do it. You know, just go ahead and do it. If you're going to do it, just do it. And they do. And, uh, you know, they tell her if they find her doing this again... So if if they find out that she's still doing this kind of thing, they'll come after her again. And uh, then they leave. Don't they look like a precursor to the to the clan? They oh okay, so here's the thing. So policemen, right, the whole idea of policemen um, right. began in, I'm sure you know this, began in uh, you know, antebellum days as night riders, right? So these men would go ride around at night and harass any black people, free or enslaved, and as well as any native peoples, uh, you know, to keep, to, for whatever reason, it really doesn't fucking matter. They weren't mm-hmm. imbued with any kind of law or anything. They were just a bunch of white dudes that got together and decided to do this thing. And of course, the Night Riders also later turned into the KKK and several other kind of hate groups. And there's also a really great history of members of the KKK being involved in official police uh, functions and departments from then up until now, you can still read stories from like last year or the year before from a couple of officers who were in Florida who were also in the KKK. So yes, that's the answer to your question. The more you know (laughs) with Maria. (laughs) (laughs) That's why when people are like, oh, we have to repair the relationship between the police and the black community. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's never been, what what relationship? Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's been broken from the start, so. Right. Oh, man. So, they, they leave them there. And I don't think they, I don't know if they did anything to him. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That's interesting. I hope they bring that back up later yeah, we'll see. you know but this is Elizabeth I guess getting her 
her indoctrinating, getting, I don't know, being, becoming radical, really, really, you know, radical, whatever. You're trying I mean, to show that she about that life. Right, because she, she does put her, you know, she puts her body in front of people. She does this. But her mouth is still had caught up to her. Her mind, either. Right. right. <sighs> so, uh, let's see here. So we go back to Cato and he and uh, Patty and Pullman are in the garden. And he confronts them and they ask the ask her they ask him about the black rose and he's like, I don't know who that is. And they're like, Well, Rosalie. He's like, Oh yeah, I know her. Uh and he's like, Yeah, I don't know where she is, but I can tell you the first step to finding her and they're like, Okay, great. And he says, Get the hell out of my house Which I love. I'm like that was great. Yeah, that was great, but it seemed late. Like, you should have done that when you first saw them crashing the party. Right. I have nothing to discuss with you people. I know who you are. Get the hell out of my house. Right. They want to go to the bar? Here's some arsenic in your tea. Like, what do you mean? Like, they need to go. Yeah. Um, But then, uh, you know, if 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 that happened, we wouldn't have this scene. so. So there's a shootout, of course. And Kato loses all of his men. All his white men. All his hired white boys. Um, and then Devi, well, well, Devi and Francis show up and then Pullman has Kato to, Pullman has a knife to Kato's throat and, uh, Francis sees what's going on. He pulls out a gun and somehow gets shot. I'm not sure by whom. Oh, he gets shot by one of Patty's, by Patty's favorite boy. Um, and he falls, and there's a knife to Kiddo's throat, and and we go on to the next scene, so we don't really know how this ends. Um, oh, wait, doesn't Kato say, you know, to look for Rose's mother? Oh, yes, he does tell them, you know, if you want to get to Rosalie, you have to go through her mama. But I don't know that Kato knows where her mama is. Yeah, and I find it interesting, like, aren't they in the same, technically in the same city? Who? Cato and Rosalie. Aren't they uh, both yeah. in Philadelphia? Yeah, they are. Because mm-hmm. he just sent Noah, Noah to Rosalie. Right. So he knows where Rosalie is, but yeah, he's, he he's, sending these fool, he's sending these fools on a roundabout mission. Right. Okay. The only thing is Rosalie wants to go get her mom. She thinks her mom's in Macon. Do Patty and Pullman know where her mom is? Or do they think she's a uh, mean too? I think that I think both both teams are going to Macon. I don't think either of them know anything about her being in the Carolinas. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a showdown mm-hmm. between them eventually, Lord. And so we're back with Noah and Rosalie and, and Noah is telling Rosalie about what happened to him when they were separated. Uh, and he's saying, you know, he just thought about three things every day. He says, you know, he thought about her nonstop and he thought about uh, how he wanted to build a house for them. He mapped the house out in their head. All she has to do is pick a plot of land. And he thought about, uh, he made that ring for her and, he he's you know he's telling her you know i'm not the same 
boy that you ran away with, he's like, I I realize they make us think freedom is a place because I wanted to go north. And freedom isn't just a place. Freedom, we're made free by the choices we make. And he pulls off the ring and he, he presents it to her. And he says, my first choice as a free man is you. I'll follow you anywhere. Oh, my God. Romance isn't dead. Oh, my God. This is so good. It was really good. It's really good. Oh, gosh. They they leave. You see them the next morning. They're leaving on a wagon. Uh, And Patty is staying at Cato's house, sending her men after Rosalie. And she's going to stay there. Uh, we aren't shown if Kato is alive in this scene or anything afterward. Um, but I'm pretty sure he is. Um, and then we have Ernestine, who is back on that devil's blood. Um, yeah. Kara runs up to her. Uh, Clara, excuse me, runs up to her and saying it worked. Uh, saying her game worked. And, you know, she she's going to have that control soon enough. And uh, Ernestine says to her, good, because you're going to use him to get me off this island. Yes, she back on that shit, but she plotting. She's still plotting. That's good. Yeah. So. I just really hate Hicks. Uh, yeah. She, I feel like. If he's not if if he's not dead by Ernestine's hand by the end of the season, something is wrong. Mm, I agree. Cause I mean, Ernestine killed Tom Macon, so she will have no problem stringing Hicks up to. Sorry, just, that's that's yeah. a terrible image. No, but sorry, but um, he's a terrible person. Um. I just have a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Where's Daniel? Yeah, this is the first episode where it didn't open with Daniel. Yeah. And he was nowhere in the episode at all. So I'm like, are y'all dropping this, that storyline? Because I was ready to see how he gets integrated with the rest of the characters. But um, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe that's for later on in the in the season. Um, that that's my biggest question, and um, you know, I'm I I missed Harriet, but we're supposed to get a whole bunch of a Harriet, like a full hour of Harriet next wow. episode. A full hour? Yeah. Um, the episode's called Minty. Um, which is um, a callback to her birth name because um, she's she was born Araminta Ross, and um, it's supposed to be just a full episode of Aisha Hines as Harriet Tubman uh, speaking, and they're going to air it at eight eight o'clock seven central um, instead of at what is it. Are they, do they air at nine or 10 nine, usually? I think. Nine, okay. So yeah, and then they're going to just play encore airings throughout the night. So yeah, this is a big deal. This might, this might get Aisha and Emmy nom. And there needs to be a lot of nominations for this show. Yeah, yeah. Amira Vaughn, 
Journey Smollett, um, Aisha Hines. I mean, just most of the women need to get nominations. Mm-hmm. They're knocking it out of the park. But, um, so yeah, that's, that was quite an episode. Lots of twists and turns and ups and downs. Yeah. Um, and um, Elizabeth finally got out of George's hair, so maybe you should be able to get some <laughs> shit done. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, because she did stay behind uh, at the safe house, so I want to know what's going on with her. Like, Yeah, what is George's full story? Yeah, so... Um... <clears throat> so the... Um, quite an interesting episode and um uh that's it for this episode of missives from the underground um please hit us up uh, at underscore roxy underscore or um at dust daughter yes, or us uh, know what you think what you think might happen next who your favorite character is who your least favorite character is are we being too hard elizabeth let us know what you think um. <laughs> okay, I I know I'm I'm probably being too hard on Elizabeth. I don't care. Um, <laughs> just to let y'all know now. Um, <laughs> you can also um email us at blackgirlschool at gmail dot com, and um also you can listen to all of the episodes on um the Black Girl Squee feed, which is at blackgirlsquee.simplecast.fm So until next time, take care. Bye. And we're down.